we're live yay <laughs> hi everyone welcome hi. welcome welcome and thank you for tuning in for another strong tea podcast if this is the first time you're joining us which i hope it's not because there's been so many good ones before this point as well um we are two girls who simply just love to chat and we thought we would spend our time um, by using that chat time to educate ourselves and others by talking about taboo subjects and subjects which are sometimes shied away from and difficult to talk about um, and sometimes topics which are heavily featured in the media that have biases either way um, which leads us lovely onto um, our topic for today and we welcome Abby. Hi Abby. Hi. Now I am going to pass over to my wonderful co-host Vicky. I'm Katie from Strong and Brave and I'm Vicky from Late in Life Coaching. And yeah, as we always start, what are we drinking, girls? Abby, what are you drinking today? Uh, I am drinking Tetley Decaf, I think. Oh, decaf. We are recording at night. This is a night one. So, uh, yes. yeah. Yeah. Lovely. So decaf, but on a rather large Harry Potter mug. Excellent. Yep, that, love it. Love it. And Katie? Um, I'm drinking out of an otter mug. Um, and I've also gone for um, a non-caffeine related one because of the nighttime. Um, and I've gone for a Twinings Bio Blend, Ooh. which is uh, soothing peppermint, fennel and spearmint, which I'm told contains millions of friendly bacteria, which freaks me out when they put stuff like that on there. Because I'm like, I don't like the thought of that. Look, Are they the waving? going down your throat, waving it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They're friendly. It's fine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> we come this in is, peace. This is, this is so good for digestion, this stuff. I love it. So I drink it by the bucket full anyway. But what are you drinking, Vic? Well, talking of buckets, I've got a massive bucket full of um, honey and chamomile. So joining you with the decaf, because, you know, why not? It's late at night. <laughs> Why not? We're all going to be asleep. We should have definitely had an injection of caffeine, shouldn't we? <laughs> exactly. Um, and yeah, welcome, welcome, Abby. And as Katie was saying, today is um, going to be quite a juicy one, I think. Um, and the topic is childless by choice. And Abby has kindly come on to talk about her story in the realms of childless by choice. So Abby, what's your story? <laughs> well, where would you like me to start? Um, <laughs> so I, I guess it's it's probably going back many, many years. We won't say how many, as I've just had a birthday. Um, so <laughs> I've never wanted children. Um, it's not something that has ever appealed to me. It's not that I don't like kids. I love kids. Um, but I just don't never have wanted any of my own. I was never one of these little girls who dreamed of you know, the white picket fence and the 2.4. Um, so yeah, so that was that was basically a choice I made back in the day. And I was told many times, oh, you're young yet. You know, you'll change your mind. And, you know, 30 odd years later, here I am and I am still childless. And it is by choice. I um, And I, and I don't really um, have any regrets about it either. So... Yeah, that, that's kind of where I am. Um, I know you're going to fire some questions at me because <laughs> I've, I've seen your I've seen your chats. <laughs> I know what to expect. Hot off the uh, hot off the press with the first question. Does it I can only imagine how irritating I would find it um, for people to say something like, 
you're young yet, you'll change your mind, you haven't met the right person. How much does that, or does it annoy you, or are you just used to it now, or does it irritate you to the point of? <laughs> I think to be fair, I'm I'm probably immune to it now, but I know back in the day it was yeah it was something that really irritated me. Certainly as I got older, um, you know, and I became an adult, and I was like, I do know my own mind. I'm you know this isn't this isn't a a phase this is the you know this is not something that's just popped into my head and then you know tomorrow it'll pop out the other side or or Mm -hmm. anything like that so yeah it used to really really bug me when people would say oh but you're young yet you know you haven't let them met the right person when you meet the right person everything will change but my favorite question my, my favorite question that I used to get asked why what's wrong with you why don't you want kids Oh, so it wasn't just a why, it was a what's wrong with you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not not all the time, admittedly, not all the time. But yeah, a lot of the time, it was like, well, what's wrong with you? (laughs) And I'd be like, well, nothing, nothing's wrong with me. But you know how that like insidious voice gets in your brain? And then you'd be lying in bed later going, well, is there something wrong with me? Is, Is there some deep, dark, fundamental reason why... I don't want kids and it did mm. it did used to sort of give me not anxiety exactly but you know the thoughts would rustle around in your head for a little while and then you you know it would it would pass until the next time you're asked mm. well why you know why why not um because it just it absolutely floors me that if people say to you well why not is there something wrong with you and you know a lot of people are in positions where they they can't conceive they can't have children so that's almost a you know that's an acceptable answer to that question but it's purely inconceivable if your choice is that you don't want children yeah and and I guess that probably you know when I was asked oh do you have kids and I go oh no um so you know my reaction was a very definite (laughs) of you know no what are you talking about um so it wasn't or you know it wasn't like you know I couldn't get pregnant or you know, there was some, there was some reason, you know, physical reason yeah. um, why I couldn't get pregnant. So therefore people seemed to think that it was okay to ask me mm. what was wrong. You know, why didn't I want kids? And and people struggled with it. Um, and, and to be fair, a lot of it was from women. And that, that was really shocking to me. You know, you speak to a man and you say, well, no, I don't want kids. And they're like, all right, okay, fair enough. But a woman it was like I was insulting them. I was insulting womanhood by not wanting children. Mm. Um, it's got better, obviously, as I've got older because I'm <laughs> starting to reach the age where child children would not really be an option anyway. Um, so I don't get asked so much anymore, um, which is quite nice, to be honest. Mm. Um, and I was lucky in the fact that I, I never had... Um, my parents were very much like after a couple of years where I was still like, no, I don't want kids. No, I'm not giving you grandkids. They, they stopped. Not that they were, you know, really common tea anyway, but they did stop sort of saying, oh, when are you going to give me grandkids? Um, mm. And yeah, I mean, they, <laughs> they, they have long accepted the fact that they are not going to be grandparents. So, <laughs> you know, it, and yeah, it, it, it just, it has always flabbergasted me that, that people are a bit like, well, what's wrong with you? Don't you find, though, um, and I know the topic is obviously childless by choice, but 
I found a lot of women that I've spoken to, regardless of their situation, whether they are childless by choice, whether they have just had a child, whether they've waited a little bit later in life, it seems like there's no filter when it comes to childbearing. And it seems like if you've waited mm-hmm. later, it's well, later in life, it's like, don't you want children? Or, mm-hmm. you know, when are you going to have them? And if you have just had kids, it's like, oh, when are you having the next one? It, it doesn't seem to be that there's any opportunity for people to just, for, for women, dare I say it, to just be. And it yeah. seems like it's open for discussion, which not every topic in the female body or female realm is open for discussion. So why is childbearing different? You know, why should you have to yeah. answer to other people? I think a lot of that is society. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think obviously I'm an 80s kid. Um, so things have changed dramatically since then. But as I was growing up, that was the women's role. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it was very much, you know, women were the homemakers and the, the child rearers. And, and that was their job. That was what they were here on earth to do. And if you weren't, if, if that wasn't what you wanted, you were considered an oddity. And so I think that, you know, anything to do with pregnancy, childbirth, children, it seems to be there and and everyone seems to think that they can have an opinion, that they can just say what they want. And, you know, I've never been pregnant. I haven't experienced it, but I have been around friends where they've got a lovely bump and complete strangers will come up to them. Oh, can I touch? And it's like, no, just because I'm pregnant (laughs) doesn't mean that my boundaries have suddenly gone down. Um, you know, and so, yeah, I, I just think that people have this feeling that anything to do with that is fair game. They can say yeah. what they want. There's no filter, you know. And like you say, Katie, it's, you know, oh, you've given me one grandchild. When are you having the next? When's number two? Yeah. And it's yeah. like, well, maybe Women, enough. Women's bodies are constantly being monitored regardless of whether they have children or not you know it, in america you know it's being governed if you can or can't have a child you know if you want an abortion at, mm-hmm. was it six weeks there's say or is it eight weeks that basically you know after that point it's therefore illegal and you just think how can you you know the the board of men who've made this decision about a woman's body yeah. and it just seems that women's bodies are constantly up for debate and up for other people's decisions and other pe- yeah. other people's opinions. And like you're saying, Katie, it's it's prevalent. It's absolutely prevalent. Yeah, it, it doesn't ever seem to stop, does it? That this mm. whole feeling like we we don't get to say what we do with our bodies. There, there's always a judgment on mm. what we do: tattoos, piercings, pregnancy plastic surgery you know there's always a judgment because mm. we're women mm. and and that unfortunately is the way it is and and obviously I'm, I'm guessing we're probably all of an age where we have been brought up to believe that not necessarily being second-class citizens but we aren't as important and that's a really hard barrier to break down and for me, being childless by choice, that is just another barrier that mm. I've had to break down where, you know, you get looks of 
well, she's got no children, you know, people find it odd. And, and, and I don't really know why, because I'm not alone. Um, although, although having said that, of course, the majority of my friends do have children. Um, but that's what they've wanted. And, and I support that 100%. But, you know, for me, people that I've known for a long time, you know, friends, you know, that, that's just me. That's Abby, she's got no kids. People who I meet, you know, you, you get asked, don't you? Oh, you're married, you've got kids. And when you say no, the people don't really know what to say. Mm. Because now nowadays, of course, it is probably a bit more considered rude to ask why not. Um, but I always found it odd that, you know, certainly when I was in my late 20s, early 30s, if people said why not to me, I'd be like, well, why are you asking me that? Because you don't know that I'm not a baron or mm. I'm having trouble conceiving. You don't know what my story is. So yeah. why do you think it's okay to ask that? Mm. I, to- I totally accept what you said earlier about a child of the 80s. And so, you know, women were expected, if you like, that was not expected, but that was the role of the, the female, you know, you mm-hmm. work and then you have a child and you probably don't get back to work. But I think probably the re- the whole reason that we started talking about this and wanting to talk about it with someone on this podcast is because newspapers today are still printing reports about, you know, oh gosh, there's a, a certain number of women over a certain age that don't have children. It's the biggest, biggest statistic of all time. No one's saying to guys oh, well, you know, why haven't you had kids yet? It's still being reported like it's news and it shouldn't be. It should be Mm. women are in control of their bodies. If they want to have a child, great. If they want to have 10, fine. If they don't want to have any, don't ask why. Mm. It's not, it shouldn't be just like you wouldn't say to someone, why have you got 10 children? Yeah. 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 Why? Oh, you've got kids. Why? Why have you had kids? Yeah. It doesn't work the other way. No one would question why you have children. There's also the assumption there must be a payoff. So, oh, you don't have children because the career, the career, right? Yeah, no, that makes sense. But even that doesn't, is it shouldn't even be part of the equation. It shouldn't be no. a trade-off. If you don't want children, yeah. you don't have to and have a reason why and what you replace that with. Yeah, and that was me. I mean, I haven't got a career as such. I have a great job. I love it. Um, you know, and I have goals and aspirations, but that was not a consideration for me of of why I didn't want kids. I just didn't want kids. I didn't want that disruption to my life. Um, I didn't, yeah, I, I, I just had no desire to have children. And my mum has said to me, like between my, me and my brother, so my brother's nearly three years older than me and um, between me and him, she got really broody and she described it as a really horrible feeling like this constant nagging ache and anytime she saw a baby she was like oh I really want another one and I've never experienced that never experienced it thankfully um so you know I don't have anything to sort of compare it to but I yeah it's never been something that has appealed to me Mm. and I love kids and what upsets me is this misconception that because I don't want kids of my own, I don't like kids full stop. And that I, I, you know, I, I've stopped seeing friends because they've now got children and 
they think that because I don't want to have children of my own or I don't want children of my own that I don't want to be around children and nothing could be further from the truth you know I love children I I love children even when they're grown-up children you know a friend of mine's daughter is turning 18 next month so you know it's not that I hate children and I want them to all disappear (laughs) (laughs) yeah sometimes obviously but a child catcher in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang yeah (laughs) or the Pied Piper yeah Um, yeah. but yeah it it just yeah it it was never never the thing for me have you had any kickbacks as like time goes on? I like I don't know your sort of background in terms of um, dating and things like that, but I, you know, have been on well before I was married. Obviously, um, I was on dating websites, and it's very obvious. Like, obviously, they put a feature on there, and it's like, do you want children? Yes, no, maybe. It kind of gets rid of the, all that awkwardness of having to say to someone further down the line, do you want to have children? You know, when actually, if you can have that conversation up front, it takes away all the awkwardness. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, you know, it is something that women probably get questioned on a lot more than men. So did you get any kickback sort of through your life when you were dating, you know, different guys and them actually saying, you know, actually, I do want kids or, you know, no, that's great for me because I don't want kids either. Yeah. You know, d- did you find that there was a real mix? Yeah. Or? So, I mean, when... I suppose in my early 20s, I, I was in a serious relationship and I was quite lucky in the fact that the the man I was seeing, he didn't want to get married. He didn't want kids. So in that respect, we were a perfect match. Um, mm-hmm. Not in any other respect, but, you know, in that we were. Um, and then the next serious relationship I had, which was um, the man who would become my husband, who is now my ex-husband. Um, I was always very upfront with him. You know, I don't want kids. Um, you know if you do then obviously you know we need to think about what we're doing here Um, and that was fine he he well I want to be with you doesn't matter whether we have kids or not we got married and then about a year and a half later I've got to have kids I I need kids I want kids and it was we'd, we'd been together by for about eight or nine years by that point and never once had I said to him that I was even possibly considering having a child um our friends were having children around us uh, and it was never you know oh yeah that, that's what I want that that's really cute yeah I want that no I was always just flat out no um and that was eventually why we split up um because he wanted a family he wanted children and I didn't and and you know, for the last year that we were together, there was a lot of discussions of, you know, could I see my way to having a child? You know, maybe we could consider fostering or adoption. And, you know, it just ended up being that actually, no, I, I just don't want kids in my life. I, I just don't want them. Yeah. I don't want to be a mum. Yeah. Uh, in any way, shape or form, uh, which, of course, led to our divorce. Um, and I am now still happily childless. And uh, at last I heard he was happily with two kids. So it all worked out in the end. Um, but yeah, it's, I've always found it better to be upfront. Yeah, um, absolutely. With relationships and saying, look, you know, I, I don't want them. I, 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 I don't know whether, you know, if I met someone who had a child, that wouldn't put me off. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it would be you know something I would have to consider of well you know what is this relationship is this a full-time dad situation or is this a weekend holiday dad situation you know there would be a lot of considerations that I would need to take but it's not something that would put me off dating someone yeah so but yeah so the stats queen is here I would like to share some stats if that's okay. She's got, for those of you that can't see, she's wearing a crown. (laughs) (laughs) Crown She has that crown on all the time, Katie. (laughs) The permanent fixture. I've got my stat book out. Everybody listen. (laughs) Okay, here we go. So (laughs) she has actually got a book. I thought she was kidding. Yes. Um, So this is a quick one. So um, it's from the YouGov stats um, from 2020. And just as a little aside, this would normally be in the bottom of the screen written, but um, so the sample size was 2029. So it's not a huge proportion. However, it gives quite an insight into even that small sample as to, as to these, um, the direction. So they asked the question of, I've never had children and I don't want them in the future. And the breakdown of those that ticked that box was males said 36%. And females, 39%. Okay. Now, the highest um, age range of that was between 35 and 44. That was 51% of individuals in that age bracket said they never had children and didn't want children in the future. I don't feel so alone. Sorry? I don't feel so alone now. No. Oh, Lord, no, 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 no. (laughs) And the age bracket of 25 to 34 20% said they don't have children and they never want to have children. Now, what was particularly interesting was the reasons. So the top reason was that 23% said that they think they're too old to raise a child. Okay, so that's fine. But the next two top reasons were lifestyle. So the majority said they didn't want any impact on their lifestyle and cost. So the next highest percentage was due to the high cost involved of raising a child. Yeah, I wonder what the cost is these days of raising a child. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a statistic. That's fact from personal experience. <laughs> well, yeah. I suppose it's yeah, it's got to be very, very high, isn't it? Yeah, and it's you know from personal experience, it's high from the off. So things like nursery, childcare, that burns a hole in your pocket, and again if it's going to impact anyone, it's going to impact women because women are the ones that go down part-time women, you know, and I'm, that's a sweeping statement. I am fully aware there are stay-at-home dads and dads who go part-time. I'm aware that there is shared, but, and I think I'm probably right in this, but the majority are, are women who take, take that hit. Um, so again, you know, that, that cost bearing has an impact on, on the mum. But so, interestingly, I would also, I mean, obviously I'm not a mum, but you know, I know, I know mums. And, and I would say that even if the mum works, even part time, the mum is also expected to do the majority mm. of the child raising. Mm. Just from being outside and, and viewing things that I would say that even nowadays, where, where men are much more hands on, still not as much as women. So that's an interesting point. So do you think that's reflective of that percentage? So it's 39% of women, which is higher than men. So do you think the impact of that decision is what comes after having a child? Yeah, definitely. Because for me, 
certainly as I got older, one of the reasons that I didn't want children was because I knew, maybe because of my choice in men, maybe just sweeping generally, that it would be left up to me. You know, the, the, the main percentage of the care would be on me. So, you know, I didn't want that for myself, mm-hmm. you know. And whether if I'd met someone who, you know, was very much, we'll do everything together and, and proved it in other ways, whether that would have changed my mind, obviously, you know, it's a sliding doors kind of situation, I, I can't say, but my experiences in my life have consistently shown me, <laughs> actually, no, I'm not wrong with that. There are there are men who pull their weight, but, you know, you have to be quite lucky to find one, I think. It's, it's I might time... be a bit cynical there, sorry. <laughs> I think times are changing now, though, so much so, I suppose in the last 20 years, I guess, where, you know, there are the women that are stay-at-home mums and they that's that's what they want to do and that's great there are women that want to have children and then they want to go back to work as soon as possible and again that's what's right for them that's great you've got the women that go straight back to work and the husbands want to stay at home be a stay-at-home dad and there's so much more flexibility now and there's less expectation I think that a woman has to fulfill this certain role but I still think there is a bit of judgment yeah I think still I do think there's less judgment as well now if you are a stay-at-home dad. Um, because women, although there's still the inequality in pay, I I do sometimes think that if the woman is the higher earner, then it kind of makes more sense for the man to be the stay-at-home parent because the woman then is bringing in more money. But because of the pay equality, inequality, you know, that, again, is not widespread. Mm-hmm. I wonder what the percentages of people that, um, because I, I think I sent an article where I knew we were going to do this the other day. And we, I sent an article to Vicky about um, a girl who uh, requested to be sterilized, um, which I know is not a reversible process. And she was refused this, you know, as a, as a procedure because she was told that actually you know, that wasn't the right decision for her. Now, I, I I really struggle with the concept that other people are able to make that decision for someone. You know, yeah. it's it's such a... And she's, I think this um, article will show that this girl is now suing um, because I'm not sure if she got pregnant or it was just the fact that she wanted to be able to do this and they wouldn't allow mm-hmm. it. Um, it's, it's a funny thing because I asked my doctor when I was in my early 20s whether I could be whether I could have my tubes tied um because yeah I didn't want kids and I and I was so 100% definite on that and I had been since I was about 14 I didn't want kids and I was told uh, I was too young basically that that's what I was told I was too young and that I would change my mind and therefore you know they, they wouldn't do it and at the time Obviously, this was on the NHS. And at the time, I didn't have the money to go private. So I don't know whether if I'd paid for it, I would have got it. But certainly through the NHS, no, no chance. But that's having your tubes tied is is a reversible procedure, isn't it? Yeah. So I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it is. Um, So 
if you had, let's just say, for example, if you had have changed your mind, it's not like they've done that and they've taken that yeah. away from you forever. And who's <laughs> who's right? Is it was it a male it's or not a female? Decision. Yeah. <laughs> Strangely enough, it was a male. The male doctor, right? Okay. Yeah. With your experience of females kind of approaching you with that look of why yeah. doesn't she have children? It probably wouldn't have made any difference. No, to be honest, I doubt it. And I'm, and you know, with age comes maturity. And I would have thought that you know the NHS might have done the operation with the proviso that if I did change my mind and I wanted kids in the future, that I would then pay. Yeah. to have the operation to have it reversed that would have been fair yeah, yeah that would have been that would have been fair but just a point blank no yeah and to be and to be fair I never asked again um so I would love to know if there are young men in that age bracket as well who have gone to have you know maybe not a full-blown vasectomy but you know a, re- a reversible um Snip. It's late in the night. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll get that. <laughs> um, and, you know, has any men had that done at that age? And it, would it be seen as a far better idea than I'm? <laughs> I read a book once where I mean, I, I was suitably shocked at this. Um, it was set in America in the in the south. Um, I can't remember when, but not, you know, years and years and years ago it was like the 60s 50s 60s maybe and in the poor rural areas what the social workers were doing was saying to um women who got pregnant now that would be young women older women didn't matter that during their c-section that there'd been a complication and they'd had to remove everything so they were involuntarily sterilizing them which to me was just appalling and I thought it because it was a it was a fiction book I thought my god that's awful did that actually happen and it did social workers did actually do that but they did it to the women not to the men so the men were still able to go around and spread their seed as far and wide as they liked but the women oh and and the the original child would have been taken away from them as well so you know no men it's this inequality thing isn't it It, it's this it's the the society norms of you know men sowing their wild oats or you know whatever it is nowadays that you know boys will be boys whereas women are supposed to be responsible and and then some because we're the ones that are supposed to sort child birth control as well yeah, and I'm not absolutely. saying men don't because you've got the condoms and things like that but more often than not it's the women's yeah who, are you on the pill on the pill coil there are far more options for women mm-hmm. to take birth control than men yeah although I did read an article earlier that they have developed male contraceptive which they are testing on rats and it's been shown to be something like 93 percent effective wow. but see that that will get all the all the old white men up in arms about you know well why should we put um hormones in our body to stop a natural uh production of whatever they're stopping women have been doing it for years Mm. suck it up (laughs) yeah exactly 
you know. But uh, yeah, you're right, Vic. It is always the women that are supposed to be mm-hmm. take charge of everything. But yeah. we can't because we are the weaker sex. It's so bizarre, though, isn't it? Because, you know, did you say you were 20 or 22 when you went to the doctors? About 22, I reckon. 22. See, that's not that's that's a responsible age. Mm-hmm. And you're doing something which is responsible. You're saying, look, I don't want to have any children. Certainly don't want to get pregnant by accident. Mm-hmm. I want to do this because I feel this is the sensible thing to do. And someone still said no. Yeah. Now, what would have happened if you had have got pregnant, you know, and then it's a case of, I mean, it's, you talk about a sliding doors moment, but you think, you know, if I had a child, would that child have been, you know, would I would have had to consider termination? Would I have had to consider adoption? And then there's another child in the system or yeah. there is another thing that someone has to go through. Yeah. You just think for the sake of a reversible mm-hmm. procedure. And, how- and it wouldn't even have been that intrusive. You know, I'm not saying that they would have been able to do keyhole back in the day, but, you know, certainly it wouldn't have been a massive operation. Yeah. But yeah, it's. Yeah. So I've I've been on the pill since I was 16 Hmm. and I'm now 42. So, you know, that's a long time to have hormones and chemicals in my body. And that comes with the responsible thing to do. Yeah. Mm. But that, again, comes with its own risks, because the longer you're on it, Mm -hmm. you know, the more risks there are and yeah. I, you know I remember when the doctor was saying to me well, you know well you've you've been on it for a certain amount of time now so you should really consider another option it was like well no I don't want to start messing around with things now no. but it's always always left down to the woman yeah yeah absolutely and and you know, I <clears throat> so I was told the same thing you know I've been on the pill for a while I should take a break I should think about something else maybe the injection but I knew a woman who'd been on the injection and got pregnant. Right. So that was a definite no-no. And then I'd known friends who'd had the coil and had been in, it had been inserted wrong or it had moved or whatever and were in so much agony that they had to have it removed. And I was like, well, no, look, the pill is the easiest option for me. Yeah. So I'll, I'll stick with it. But why didn't you tie my tubes when I was 22? Mm. Yeah. Could I ask a, quite a personal question? You can is, ask. <laughs> now I'm intrigued. Go on. <laughs> is there is there a fear? Oh, I mean, as you said, now kind of you're at that age I'm, now. I'm old now, Vic. Yeah, I, I, I get you. I get you. I get you. <laughs> so I'm being very tactful. <laughs> Was there an inherent fear of getting pregnant? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I didn't, I didn't want children, but I also didn't want to be pregnant. I never wanted this whole, oh, yeah, carrying, glowing and all of that malarkey. So, yeah, I, as soon as I got to the point where I was having sex legally, I would say, um, yeah, I, I was on the pill straight away because I didn't, I didn't mm. want to be pregnant. So, you know, it wasn't just a case of I didn't want children. It was okay. I didn't want to be pregnant. Mm. So, yeah, I... I took that responsibility because that was my decision. I mm-hmm. took that responsibility to be in charge of my contraception. Um, so yeah, it, it, yeah, that, that was definitely, yeah. I, I the thought of, I, 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 I've had two pregnancy scares and both of them have literally scared me witless um, because 
of what do I do? You know, I don't want to be physically pregnant. The thought of, I think I said this to you, Vic, that mm. the thought of something growing inside of me is just, gives me the heebie-jeebies. Um, so it's not something that I ever wanted. So yeah, I was always, always really, really careful. And, mm. you know, I've never been pregnant. So something's worked. <laughs> Do you do you think and I know it's difficult to maybe kind of judge this now because you've said, you know, you're getting to an age where people have stopped asking. Do you think things are changing in society for women now who don't want to have children? Do you feel like it's there's been a shift in the way people respond to it or I think it's easier now for sure. I Mm. think that, you know, the idea of the career woman is a more accepted concept so therefore people find it easier to sort of like Vic said earlier to deal with a childless woman as oh she's a career woman now that not might not necessarily be the case for for every childless woman but I think that that is something that people can wrap their brains around so I think that it is more accepted now than it was back in the day but as we were saying earlier, we're always going to get judgments. We're either too old to have children. Something's wrong with us if we don't have children. We're too young to have children. We have too many children. We don't look after our children. There's always that judgment of women and children together. And it just drives me insane. What do you think? I think and I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to summarize this up into like a Springer's final thought. <laughs> I keep doing this don't I Vic the last couple of weeks done I'm like "Hmm." I guess I'm trying to work out what what would you say to firstly I suppose to other women who want to be childless by choice and are just feeling overwhelmed by the amount of pressure and then secondly what would you say to the people who are questioning and the people that are putting the pressure on I guess trying to round it up into a nice nutshell how would you what would you say so to to women who are childless by choice and feeling that pressure and and there is a pressure there is a pressure to conform um just stay strong don't don't give in because I don't think that there is anything worse than a half-hearted parent mm-hmm. be that male or female I don't think there is anything worse I think if you are not sure about having children you shouldn't have them so I would say stay strong do not let others opinions of of you get to you it is your body it is your life it is your choice and give me a call if you're ever feeling down I'll talk you through it been there done that got the t-shirt uh and to people who judge do one it's not up to you nothing to do with you yeah get quite aggravated about it It, it's it's like Vic was saying earlier it's a room full of men deciding what we can do with our bodies and actually it's none of your damn business it's our bodies yeah and if you want to judge you've got a little mind and you need to find something else to fill it with basically oh, <laughs> oh. never true words spoken 
kind of feel like we're never going to top that final thought. No. We gonna... <laughs> <laughs> change it to uh, from Springer's final thought to Abby's final thought. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Abby's final thought. Yeah. It means you have to come on at the end of every podcast and give your thought on our. Yeah. Our... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I. I, I've thoroughly enjoyed this. I, I find it yeah. absolutely fascinating because it's a it's a different opinion from my own, but I don't have any judgment regarding it because I just think you know you're doing what you want to do, and that's right for you, and that's awesome. Yeah. And I and I think it's been great to hear your perspective on it. You're yeah, more than absolutely. welcome. Yeah, I d- just coming on here, I, I'm you know we, our listener base is growing all the time, and you know I I can't lie. I think what you've presented here today is really inspirational. And um, yeah, I can't thank you enough. No worries. And, you know, if, if any of your listeners, you know, if, if my rather bluntness has helped any of them, then that's great because, you know, this day and age, everyone is so worried about opinions and what people are thinking of them and what society is expecting of them that, you know, the pressure on people to conform is just horrendous and I think it takes a very strong character just bigging myself up here a bit but a very strong character to stand firm to not be swayed by what is considered normal Mm. and by the way I hate that word yeah there is no such thing yeah definitely not definitely not anyway (laughs) what really sorry just one last thought is just what really annoys me there's no stopping Abby's final thought I'm on a roll I'm on a roll (laughs) I'm childless by choice, but I would never turn around to anyone else and say, why are you pregnant? Mm. Yeah. 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 Nothing to do with me. Yeah. As she said, it's none of your business. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's the final thought for the day. It's none of your damn business. (laughs) None of your business. (laughs) None of your business. (laughs) mind your own (laughs) well thank you abby it's been it has been really insightful and it's been so good chatting to you so thank you so much and to everyone that's listened thank you for joining us yeah and we will see you next time we certainly will don't forget your tea bye